No, no, no. Does it seem strange to you guys that like somebody like Emmy, who got so much attention last episode, we didn't see jack shit from her today? Because she wasn't a focal point of the episode. She was the focal point of an X Factor recording that's that's been making his way around Twitter. How do you guys feel about that? Oh, Lord. You know, and I said this, I'm all for accountability. Hold people accountable. But don't oust Emmy and then have Jordan on a season. If you're going to ban people, ban people across the fucking line. There's a problem with that, though. There's a problem with that, though. What's that? Money. Money. Some controversial figures bring in more money. And as long as it's not sexual allegations, you can Well, tell that to D. You can kind of, like, turn your eye. Does D bring in that much money, though? Does she? No. Does she really, like... I'm just saying, like... I'm just saying, overall, like, it. I don't care about... It, it's about consistency, and they're looking more and more hypocritical as it goes along. Do I say Emmy is wrong? I don't know. I didn't watch the X Factor clip. I know that in a lot of ways, people from other countries don't understand the context of that word um, and what it means to us or to people uh, of color here. Um, I'm not excusing it, but when they are from a completely different country, I kind of say they need more education because I just don't think they understand what that word means and what the history is behind it. Now, that may be the case, but I'm not going to be too quick to give her a pass on that. I'm just saying. So I, I'm not I, giving her a pass. I'm just saying that that's something to be put out there as well. I didn't see it because I stay off of challenge Twitter during seasons. Um, it's not on did, Twitter. I think it's on Facebook. Well, but uh, wherever. But, so, so, she, so, so she said a, a racial slur? Yeah. Like during I, her like, song? She was singing the song with oh, the, so she didn't, the like, N-word she in didn't, it. She didn't do a, what do they, they call those? Clean versions. For, yeah, clean exactly. version, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, that's interesting. You know, here's the, here's the big thing. And this is, um, this isn't like, I'm not like favoring this, but... The challenge, historically, uh, Bynum Murray, I guess, whoever production, MTV, they're, they're kind of sexist. Like, men kind of get away with a little bit more than women, as long as it's not sexual allegations. Mind you, because sexual allegations, there's never been a guy that's been brought Tell back that after to Naya. No, that's no, but a guy wait. who just got brought back after sexual allegations. No, guys, guys. I'm saying that's the one thing that keeps guys, like, permanently pushed away. Oh. Are those are those things? Um, but other than that, if it's like if like a man and a woman both kind of have something racially come up, it to me, I would believe that the man is going to end up eventually coming back before the girl does. That's just kind of how I've always seen things. I'm not saying it's right, but historically, that's what we've seen. What I'm thinking, though, I think you're uh, bringing up the Tanya situation with Evan and, Bear. and Kenny and Bear. And Bear. Um, well. Bear is kind of out there, but uh, I think Bear is just way oof. But anyway, um, I' trying to think that if it hadn't been a situation where MTV and Brimmer were sued over the situation, and then there was, you know, payouts and you know all that stuff, settlements made. Do you think that Evan and Kenny would have returned? 
Well, if, if there hadn't no, been if such a big there's no loss, If there's no lawsuit, then there's no allegations, then there's just allegedly's. Well, I mean, people were talking about this is not just one season. This is a series of <laughs> of sexual I, misconduct I don't think there's <laughs> carried on by that these could have brought those two back. Like Bear's like Bear that thing happened off the challenge and I don't ever think I don't think Bear will ever be back at all. I think Bear uh, has done other things too to kind of perpetuate it and to keep it going versus like apologizing and trying to you know, he's too busy. Like, did you guys go on his, like, I, I accidentally went on his page because he showed up and he has literally a video of him getting fellatio by a girl on his Twitter page. And it's pinned. That's what he does. That's and I'm like, does. ew, so you're a porn star now? I like, think he's, a, I think he's an addict. To be honest, I'm not like trying to like excuse him, but I think he's an addict. And he actually like, I, I think he, it's it's weird to say suffering, but I, I think he actually does suffer from being an addict to like sexual contact. I really I do. Like I feel wow. like he has gotten away from so gotten away with so much. Why'd you say wow, Malik? Yeah, I mean, I never even I never really even thought about that, but but like I mean that could be the case. He could just like what he does, but I I'm, I'm I don't really know. I think I he's believe- so high on his own popularity in his self he really has such a high opinion of himself that he feels like he can do whatever he wants and there are no consequences because at the end of the day he should be in jail for what he did to georgia the only reason that you record yourself is because you're interested in seeing what you're doing which means you have interest in the activity and then you have interest in watching said activity and having that's, others watch it i think that's, that's where i think maybe he's got maybe he's an addict you know and uh, he needs he, just needs he needs help yeah We'll never talk about it that way because he's a guy and we'll never like say it in that way because that would only bring some bit of positivity, like comeback story on him. And people don't like that in that situation. Not saying you should. I'm just saying. Right. That is. Sorry. You know what? We've been rambling on about things and everything. And you know what? You wanted this to be a let's hit all the details of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) You really opened a big can of worms, Malik. uh, Yes, I did. Anyway, we're all doing great. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Can't. Sorry. <laughs> nah, nah. I, I, we just I didn't cut. But I want to say something. I went back through, and I don't know why, but I was like, I'm gonna go check out some old comments because I just haven't done it for a while because I've been busy with my new job. And one person was like, "I'm actually here for Tyler because he keeps it real." And it was like, <laughs> it made me so happy because that must have been the episode that I was like, "Nobody's here for me. They don't give a shit if I'm here." Or not. I think so like, too. And he was like, "Oh, he keeps it straight. He doesn't. He doesn't blur the lines. He's just like, it's this or that." And I was like, "And you know what? I actually feel the same way. Is why I always felt like." um Ever since you sent us your first voice reco- uh, recording of the power rankings, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've always been a good fit and you have your own unique view, which is also cool. Because I remember early on, um, you know, we'd get some real, you know, people would comment and it would be like off the wall shit about, you know, you guys should do this. Or you guys should do this. Or why don't you drop this person or that person? I was like, that's some fucking bullshit. We're a cohesive <laughs> unit. They why wanted me gone. <laughs> they wanted me gone for the longest time. Fucker, get her not, out not of here. you. It, <laughs> It went both ways, but let's go ahead and move on. Let me go ahead and bring it in both ways. Everybody's always loved you, Malik. What are you talking He's about? He's not talking about no, it. No, <laughs> I, I have been canceled on Twitter before. I've gotten into on my own Twitter, shit. On Twitter, not, yeah, um, yeah, not our yeah, but like, podcast. And Antonio got his fair share of shit. 
Well, it was always me and Antonio. They were always like, fuck Antonio and Becky. Mostly. I love Tyler and Malik. Yeah, but as <laughs> as soon as as soon as like uh, Antonio went to that wrestling show in those gray sweatpants, he didn't have any more haters. <laughs> Damn you, gray sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> he knew what he was doing when he was doing that. He knew it. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and bring it in. <clears throat> What's really good, Pasteurs? Welcome to another episode of Love. War challenges. I am MTV Malik. He is Tyler at Lord Louder. She is Becky at Giftmaster Bex. What's really good? Gang, 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 gang. Thank you guys gang, for gang. staying with us. Gang, gang. <laughs> Thank you guys for staying with us while we touch over some of the top moments from today's episode of MTV's The Challenge Spies, Lies, and Allies. What's really good with y'all? Anything shaking? Anything? Oh my God! What is that? It's not a cat, so it's okay. <laughs> oh man, I just said something that people are gonna hate me for. Uh oh. What? You how ugly the dog is? is? No, I just said at least oh. it's not a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck how, with cats. <laughs> look at how cute he is. That dog is hideous. <gasps> he hurt it, you. It, it is. Did you He's hear? He's into your soul, dude. <sighs> you said that. He, <laughs> oh he my hurt God. his feelings. Nico, Ugh. who's there? Is, does yeah. he have a tick on his ear? No. What do you mean he has yeah, a does. tick on his ear? I think it has rabies. He does have rabies. He'll Ew. bite anybody who tries to step into my house. But look Please at how he protects filthy, me. Filthy beast out of the frame. What's the dog's name? Nico. Nico. Oh, yeah, Nico. Of He's course. my little old how, man. How old is that dog? He's like 10. Oh, yeah, he's old. 70, jeez. Mm-hmm. This is 70 in dog year. All right. So today's episode of Spies, Lies, and Allies, we were treated to some good, some bad. I think this episode is probably going to go down as probably one of the more forgettable episodes. Even though there was a couple of cool moments, a couple of shitty moments, let's go ahead and jump into some of the A-block drama. One of the first things we noticed is Amanda has not received the most or a warm welcome to Team Ruby. Most people think she's shit. And she feels like, since they think I'm shit, I'm going to actually be shit. Um, does it surprise <laughs> you guys that Team Ruby is actually taking a stance when it comes to their new teammate, Amanda Garcia? Amanda comes with a bad reputation. I mean, it's something that's always kind of carried with her, her... As much as I hate to agree with Nelson, she does have toxic mannerisms. Mm. uh, And she has gone out of her way to make life more difficult for her partners. Uh, I think it's dumb. I think that she has come to this challenge with a different mindset. I do see a change in her. So I think that they should have given her a chance before they just kind of written her off. Because she could be a really great asset even if she's not the strongest, she's got a lot of brains. Okay, and Tyler. I I'm very surprised. I don't I don't know, but like I've always been in this situation where I've always been a fan of Amanda, like cuz I think she I think she plays the game very well, but she's not afraid to like I don't know, she's not afraid to play the game how she wants to play it. Like she doesn't like tailor and cater her game to the way other people think or act. She's like, this is my game. This is how I play it. And I've always respected that because I feel like so many people are so quick to like fold in this game. 
you know, and like sell out friends and to like, you know, just as we see later on the episode, the people are talking and it just keeps happening. Um, and she doesn't ever get, but then again, she doesn't ever get like hungry for that win. She doesn't seem like a person that does want to win at all. She seems like a person that she enjoys being in the environment of the challenge and like playing the social game, the behind the scenes, the political game. Yeah, but she's not there for the dailies, but that's okay. Not everybody can be there for the dailies. Yeah, um, I'm, I don't hate Amanda, but she's not my favorite challenger, mainly because of how she approaches these games. It does seem like a vacation. It does seem like a chance to hang out with some of the friends she's made while there. Um, Team Ruby isn't excited about getting Amanda because there's nothing exciting about getting Amanda. She's not bringing a whole bunch. She does bring a exciting component to the social game, but it hardly helps. It's not going to help you win. Um, she's good for TV. She's good. You know, uh, she's interesting to watch, but she's not really bringing any aspects that's going to help her win. Even though she always has a social game where she stirs up a lot of shit and gets a lot of negative attention, it hasn't done shit for her challenge career so far. So there's no reason to think that it's going to do any better now. She doesn't come across as a champion. Like you never look at her and you're like, I can see her as a champion. Like I, I can never see her. She's like, um, she's like a, she's like a, a, a Ryan, you know, she's like, you know, good in some aspects, good for TV, but could never really see being a champion. Wouldn't mind getting spoiled on that, but just looking at it right now, I'm not saying right. don't, I'm not saying people don't spoil me, but I'm saying <laughs> I wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind being wrong on that. But just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I feel in that one. Let's go ahead and move on. <clears throat> yeah. Trying to find the right euphemism without sounding fucked up when I say this. But, uh, oh, I know what you're going to talk about. Oh, God. Here we go. The thing about it is, there isn't really anything to talk about. It's, it's really, Tori gets impaled by Vlad the Impaler. Uh, Tori and Emmanuel finally. The hookup we seen coming a mile away. She go ahead. He and was she just snaking some, um, some pipes, man. Yeah, snaking some pipes. You know, she got some uh, uh, Romanian trouser snake. Yada yada yada. A hundred other euphemisms we could use to soften it up. Um, and you know what? The funny thing is, we've seen it coming from such a mile away. It wasn't really a big shock when it's happened. She's already a couple of relationships uh, removed from Jordan. She already got uh. the fessy thing under her belt. She's a couple of hookups away from him. I wouldn't say relationships. Granted, I'm not in that generation that considers hooking up a relationship. Um, <laughs> but I don't think I don't think anybody in this group is a part of that. No, group. I'm not saying we are, but I'm saying <laughs> a younger ge- younger generations probably like like if I was like 21 and in college, maybe I would think, oh yeah, we're we're in a relationship. No, no, no. You know, but like she's had a couple hookups. Sorry, I'm not like saying you're wrong, but I'm just. I got you. I don't. I, I don't think she's actually moved into a relationship to get away from the American version of Emmanuel. Yeah, but nobody <laughs> thinks that this is a real relationship. It's it's you a hookup. Know? It's it's a it's a hookup. Casual. Season season forty might be the engagement. But but here goes the thing is, <laughs> I am not interested in this at all. I'm really not. There's really not a whole much to discuss here. Um, Emmanuel seems like a nice enough guy. Uh, he, you know, he definitely got that European vampire thing going about him, which, you know, I guess some girls are into. Not really my thing, but there's really nothing to discuss there. I think people would use this as a segue to talk negative about Tori, 
Yes. Oh, Tori's this, Tori's that. And I think I think that's a problem because she's not in a relationship. She's not seeing anybody. There's no reason why this should be looked at as anything negative. These are two grown people having fun. And where the fuck are they at? Where are they filming this? Oh, Croatia? Y- yeah. Who gives no a fuck? Is that They're right? They're somewhere in some foreign country playing a whole bunch of games, trying to win a whole bunch of money. And... Like, I feel that the only thing this really, the only thing worth talk talking about with this is that, you know, people are going to use it to pretty much call her, oh, look at Tori being a whore again. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean... At, look at Emmanuel being a whore again. I mean, he was all, he he was all about Amanda when she was there. Whoops. We all. Michelle. Amanda. <laughs> she, he, he was, why did I say Amanda? He was, all, he was all about Michelle when she was there. And then she left and now he's on to another one. Well, let's just be honest. It's an incestuous group at the end of the day because Michelle hooked up with Fessy and then Fess and then they had that hookup and then he was back with Amanda. It's a square. And and it's just (laughs) at the end, of you know, so Michelle was with Emmanuel, but then she went with Fessy and then it's just. It's, I see what production's doing. They're trying to get us another Love Pentagon. They, yes. I see you. I see you, MTV. <laughs> They're trying you know their what, best. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's going to be six degrees removed from each other at some point. It's such a tight-knit group. They all date amongst each other to some degree. So What is this, like, what is this like the seven steps of Corey? Since Corey slept with everybody. <laughs> You're in a you house can always trace it back to Corey. with attractive people. <laughs> And you don't really have a lot of options. You take what's available. People have needs, female I've and gotta male. I've got to say, I've got to say, Facebook fan, like Facebook challenge fans and Twitter challenge fans, you guys have all got to be excited. You had to be glued to your TVs because here's what I know. Who cares about the dailies? Who cares about the finals? We're all here for the the fucking and the the drama. That's why we watch the challenge. So you guys, if you're not happy with this episode, get the fuck out of here, like, because that's all you guys complain about. He says, like, man, I haven't logged into Hub Challenge for a while. (laughs) Challenge Hub. (laughs) I can't with you, Tyler. All right, let's go ahead. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Before we get to the daily, we get a scene of Corey and Nelson, and they're talking, and they're feeling the heat. It's going to be a guy's day today. Emerald has been winning anything, and it really clicked for me. I mean, I've been talking all season how Josh has thoroughly impressed me this season. Uh Josh has been playing the best game he's ever played, and all reality, he's probably playing the best game in the house, outside of a CT and Casey who are, they're riding along, but they have way less of a spotlight than Josh. I think to me, that's a win. I I think Devin's playing the best game. Devin's there too. They're all playing a great game, but you can expect a great game coming out of Devin and CT. Casey, she has a real low-key game, but at least she's Mm -hmm. getting far. Uh, But for Josh, this is really wild. And as they were talking, I realized something that I didn't realize before. It's not so much that Josh is playing the game, for people like Corey, who has been to several finals, who's been doing this for a long time, for people like Nelson, who's an elimination beast, who's been doing this for a long time, they're threatened by Josh. Josh is 100% a threat, and they are feeling it. And that's what they're talking about in this A block. Josh is as as a threat. I think Josh is playing the game really well. I feel like this is going to bite him in the butt, though, in future seasons. Uh I think that he is proving to proving to everybody else that he is 
somebody who is snaking people, who is going behind people's back. And obviously it's great for his game today. I don't think it's going to play out well. I think he's going to end up uh, in the future, in the future seasons, if he comes back, that uh, of course he'll come back because the production loves him. Um, people are going to start targeting him early, I feel. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. Okay, but he's 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 kind of playing like a he's he's playing like a mafia boss type role right now. Like he's he's really taking after um like a West and a Bananas type of gameplay, like a Mark Long type of gameplay, where it's like, yes, I'm kind of running things, but I have all these people in front of me that are better than me. So you're gonna want to target them before you're gonna want to target me. Uh, in Survivor, they call it like using meat shields. You know, it's like distracts people with like these big old meat, you know. And um, yeah, he, I think he's playing a fantastic game right now. He's playing really smart. However, he is. Becky's right. It's going to bite him. Uh, but here's the thing. If you can sell out for one season and get a victory, who cares? Like once you're a champion, mm. who cares? Because you don't need you don't need a lot. You just need one. And then and then you're good. Like, yeah. And, and, and you're in a uh, elite class. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you said that because I'm inclined to agree with you. Josh is playing like somebody who's been playing this a whole lot longer. He's playing like somebody who's been doing this for eight, nine seasons and haven't won yet. And they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. This year we're getting one. And he has all of these relationships that he's willing to say like, hey, these relationships are cool and all, but I got to do what's going to get me to it. So that means... You don't get to come along, then hey, you don't get to come along. He's he, so he is playing a very good game. The problem is he isn't in his eighth, ninth, tenth season, you know, and you know he's not some type of journeyman. This is going to hurt him if it's five. He, it's five. Five is a lot, but it's not enough. Five is two and a half years. Yeah. So the reason why this is going to hurt him is because he does have some good relationships, but they haven't been going long enough for him to kind of burn in any context. Anybody who feels burned by him now are going to come after him. If he doesn't win this season, he probably never will. You know what though? He keeps all, he he doesn't burn his female alliances though. No, his female alliances are in place and those are way way more powerful than, Ashley, Casey, though. Nani, Amanda. That's his like three top girls. Yes. And and they're powerful. But the thing about it is they can also get knocked out too. And yeah. from what it looks like in the um from what it looks like in the next coming up season, it looks like Tori may be on his ass too. And Tori also has a lot of friends. The problem is for if he doesn't win this one, people like Corey, Nelson, Tori. He may not even keep this Big Brother Alliance intact. This this is probably going to hurt him a lot more than it's going to help him if he doesn't win this season. If he wins this season, it was all worth it. People will actually kind of understand that. Hey, at least it got you to a win. People, But if you don't, now you burn them for what? You burn them for I fourth mean, place? As long as he makes a final, I think it's a, a successful season. 
Like, I think so I, too. But me, if he doesn't that, win, he won't win the, one. Probably, probably not. But then again, we say that all the time, and like the challenge caters to people they like, and um, they can say they don't, and fans can be like, no, but they, they do. And you know, uh, Josh is really liked by MTV and and by Viacom. Really, that's what it is. I don't like, understand why. why. It seems like everybody <laughs> fucking hates well, him. Josh was Josh was in talks to be, get back on when they did like Big Brother All Stars or whatever. I don't know. He was going to be on it, but he like he just didn't do it. No, he, he tested, tested for COVID. Oh, that's right. That's right. So so he was going to get brought back for an All Star season, and now he's playing on a show that is essentially All Stars versus new people almost every season, and he's an All Star for the challenge. Te- te- technically, once you come back. But I mean, this show brings people back all the time. But he's like a—I'm trying to think of like who who was a—he's like, he's like a Kara. Like Kara first came on, and she was on for like eight seasons in a row. Like Sarah, mm-hmm. eight seasons in a row, and like Corey. You know, we're so she's—he's gonna be in this role where he's just gonna—I think he's gonna be a mainstay for a long time. I really do, no matter what. And so he's gonna have sad. more opportunities. It's I think but you're it's right. not. It's not because sad though. He's good. He's he's good for the show. You're standing. right. It's not sad because as long as people get on social media to talk about how much they hate him, mm-hmm. the it's drawing attention. Relevant. They're drawing attention. If if people are going to tune in just to root against him, it's attention. There's there's no such thing as bad publicity. So I mute my TV whenever he comes on. Not everybody. <laughs> not everybody can be the can be a face. Some people have to be heels. That's yeah. how that's how these things work. And, and guys like Josh, guys like Kyle, guys like Devin, you need them in the middle. They're going to keep things entertaining. And, you know, mm-hmm. you can't just have what we can't have, you know, three bananas, four carvers, six CTs. It's just it's yeah. not going to work that way. So and they all bring and they all bring uh, something to the table. Let's go ahead and move on to this daily. They're the fluff. Today's <laughs> daily challenge is called sunken intelligence. And this whole thing was, in my opinion, a fucking disaster. It looked hard. I'm pretty sure it was one hell of, you know, something they really had to compete for. And it looked super difficult. But the challenge made the mistake of this was in water. It's a sunken ship. They had to get the uh, the case with the emerald in it. But it wasn't visually uh, appealing. It wasn't a whole bunch to it. They did have the timers, which I love. And they did help. But uh, this wasn't it. And Team Emerald gets a huge advantage by having more people again, them having so many people is a problem. Um, I did love the whole Amanda's not helping doing the, the <laughs> Titanic thing. That was cute and all, but di- this daily was almost completely forgettable. What was your guys' take on today's daily challenge, Sunken Intelligence? I would have preferred it if it would have been um if it would have been like individually done. So like there's like if you would have had six rings to get unknotted and you'd have had to send out one person at a time to get it done, I think that would added a better element because they could have focused on an area better. So the camera would have been better because like when we seen I'm trying to think of like like champs versus stars had it like they were in a swimming pool, like underwater, pushing a ring through and you could see everything perfectly fine because they could focus on one person at a time. There wasn't like chaos going so that would have been better. I mean, this is a, a, a this is a, a you know a one and done type of daily, and it never will come back. But I, I think if they would have broke it down individually, then yeah, they, the camera could have been a lot better. The camera could have been better, but it just wasn't for a show that is like overproduced. This was an underproduced daily. Like 
un- it was under their standards. I would agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, honestly, I was sleeping through most of it. I <laughs> literally was like, I could have like, I was sleeping with my eyes open. Uh, the only parts that were interesting were Ashley making Kyle shit his pants. Uh, when she said it's not going to be a good day for Kyle if we lose, because it means he's going in. Uh, it also <laughs> was funny watching her yell at him the entire time, even though he wasn't doing badly or, you know, she was just way confused. And honestly, Amanda entertained me because she was literally like, she kept telling him, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? She was the best part. And, and, and I've got to say, she could have used a brain at any moment and chipped in to help out. I think she's like, if you guys aren't going to like, you know, make me feel like a part of the team, then, you know, F off. But that's kind of. It's not about her. It's, 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 it's a guy's day. Just go in there and help out to the best of your ability and 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 shut the fuck up. But the guys should have told her what to, if they should if they they were like I'm getting so bad she's not doing anything then tell her to do something you're just gonna sit she's there and watch her do stuff. Why, why does she, see if this you're is a team my with Amanda if you're a team act like a team it's about communication they weren't it's communicating about her too, with her. Though. What about her communication? She did. She was trying to talk to him. I'm not saying she didn't like make like a shit effort because I do think she did a shit effort. I got to say her body is A1 for having a baby. Well done, Amanda. <laughs> you are looking amazing. Um, I don't like you as a personality, but I think you are have a great. It's just fun sometimes to watch her. And I think she played it up. She had fun. She's like, y'all don't want to include me then. And you already talking shit. I'm going to be an asshole. So that's. And so Amanda isn't growing on you. Uh, Sounds like she a is. A little bit. A little I bit. I am so. kind of enjoying her character this season. Uh, I guess we'll kind of find out um, kind of how she. I feel like she's growing as a person because okay. the attacks are a little less personal. It's a little bit more. <sighs> a little <sighs> bit less personal. See this? Well, By this much. Well, listen. Enrude gets the win, and they only get it by a little bit because apparently Ruby was close, which makes Corey and Nelson feel some kind of way. As we talked about earlier, they already feel like they're going to be threatened. We go ahead and move on to Club Night, and, uh, and, and Club Night has the ability to make some of the best and worst parts of the mm-hmm. show. Because we see Corey go up there and just slob on Josh's knob <laughs> just for any little bit of information and just to feel a little bit safe. And Josh strings him along. Let me tell you something. Josh knew that it was going to be Corey from Josh. At the beginning of the day, when he woke up and was putting on his socks and doing whatever, he knew that Corey was going to go in. I knew Corey was going to go in. It was the mm-hmm. obvious choice. Slight chance that it could have been Nelson. But Nelson isn't looked at as much as a threat as Corey is. I mean, so, he's been laying the groundwork for a couple of episodes where I see Corey's name repeatedly get brought up by Josh. Yeah. Uh, so. And I just thought it was totally beneath Corey to go up there and just talk to Josh. I, I, I get that they have some some friendship there, but I, I don't know. It was... Every time it reminded me of seeing Anissa go up to like Laurel and asking to be safe next episode, and Laurel just like, God, you're terrible at this. And and that's and that's how it made me feel. And it made me feel bad for Corey. And I thought I thought it was pathetic. What was your guys' take on Corey's groveling? 
Uh, I mean, I agree with you. There's really not much to say that you didn't already say. I honestly prefer the heated Corey to the whiny, crying, begging Corey. Any day of the week. And Tyler? I mean, this is par for the course. This is how Corey plays the game. This is who he is as a character on the show. He's always like this. As soon as his name is called out, he kind of like whines, but then he tries playing it off cool, but then he like complains, but he's cool about it and everything. And it's like, <laughs> whatever. I don't care. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, but it's like he puts it on himself and I, I don't, like, I don't know. That's just how he always is. He's always like this. He's always like, he always plays this like victim role. But he says it in, like, such a way that it's, like, he, he it's whatever. Like, I'm not going to sit here and complain about it. I'm already in. I can't do nothing about it. I'm going to go get ready. Jo- Josh, why would you? You said you wouldn't. Josh, you you just told Nelson to shut up because you weren't going to fight about it and everything. And, like, and you got, yeah. But so it's. I mean, he did course, bring up valid points with that, though, with that fight. That doesn't, but yes. that doesn't matter. Va- valid points mean jack shit in the challenge. They mean nothing. Like, hey, you owe me. You're right. I do owe you. You're right. But uh, not now. Like, it doesn't. Too late. I get you next season. (laughs) Sorry. You didn't didn't claim your coupon before the daily started. So, it's invalid. Um, Let's go ahead and jump into Team Ruby decided to sit Amanda down and talk about her behavior. That conversation. Now, listen. Oh, Lord. I'm not the smartest man in the world. That conversation went exactly how I thought it was going to go. (laughs) They try to talk to her, and they did try to put a little bit of the blame and try to get the best out of her. That conversation went exactly how it was supposed to go. <laughs> Amanda got defensive and really shitted on them both. And uh, Team Ruby themselves and Amanda both look pretty fucking shitty. Uh, did you think? Did you guys think that Team Ruby handled that? And the be- who do you guys feel like is more at fault? I feel like they're both fucking idiots. But what were everybody you guys but take? Amanda. You think Amanda got the better of that uh, um, exchange? I don't think, yeah, I don't think Amanda was in the wrong for any of that. Um, Maybe instead of after the challenge, be like, you need to try harder. Maybe before the challenge, when Amanda joins your team, hey, you know what? I know you're on our team. People are saying you can't do things. We believe in you. Let's go get this W. Let's crush Team Emerald. Let's send them into, you know, let's be motivating. Let's be a team before you lose. Don't be don't don't be crying over you know spilled milk is that what it's called or soured milk well I don't know the spilled phrase milk. but don't be cr- spilled but don't be crying after the situation prevent the situation and then if it happens now you have something but you ostracize her you pushed her aside told her she wasn't important by not talking to her and then when she doesn't do what you want when you don't want her now you're mad at her because you want her after because you need somebody to blame. Mm. it's just they don't understand they don't understand and here's here's the problem with team challenges we don't have a lot of good team players that go on the challenge they're a bunch of individuals a bunch of duos a bunch of trios that's it well and but these are the dynamics that make the show the show so exactly it's not always a bad thing uh becky what was your take on how that whole thing played out during club night i mean they all looked like idiots even amanda i mean she just looked very childish in the way she handled it. She's like, I'll play for the other teams. Fuck you. And she's screaming at, she's just acting all crazy. But at the end of the day, they were acting crazy too, because they shouldn't have, the way they approached it was completely wrong. The way they approached it was accusatory. You didn't try hard enough. 
you didn't do this. Instead of saying, we need to work as a team, we need to figure out how to communicate with each other. What did you not get when we were in that whole thing? Like there could have been other ways of doing it. It's called a compliment sandwich, guys. Start with a positive, (laughs) you bring in the negative, and then you end with a positive, and then everybody's happy. So I think that at the end of the day, they all look like morons, and they all just don't know how to communicate with each other. I think it's just too much uh, testosterone, you know, it's just all over the place. Ego. Ego. There we go. That's what I was looking for. I'm sorry. There was just a lot of ego everywhere on her side and on their side. Question. Why should, why would, what's the benefit of her winning a daily challenge with Team Ruby? What does she benefit from it? If she's openly willing to help other teams win, why would they send her in? And what are they going to send in Big T and she's going to call out Amanda? I think she's pretty safe. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, it's, 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 tr- I think Amanda's just talking, talking to talk. I don't think she'll actually throw a mission unless they really push her to do it. She already did. She did today. They said, she don't do anything. This. And she went, all right, I won't do anything. Instead of being like, no, how can I help you? She just went, all right. It's Tyler not my job what? to force myself on you. But listen, Tyler is 100% right. The girls sitting on Emerald team don't want the other girls who's not sitting on Emerald team to be anywhere near the final. Any If they want anybody to make it, it would be Amanda or Big T. The mm-hmm. girls are only concerned with really getting Ashley and Emmy out because there's no other threats. Then it's just them. The then they're strongest. just competing against each other exactly how they want it to be. And if Emerald wins on girls' days and they want to target Amanda but keep Amanda in, all you got to do is send in Ashley. Once you send in Ashley... Amanda's safe for another girl's day because Ashley's not going to call her out. So, and, and like, realistically, and then you know what you do the next time if Emerald wins? You send an Ashley, and she's going to call the other girl and not Amanda. So Amanda is playing this game because despite everybody that's watching the show, we're not all diving deep into this. Amanda's one of the most safe people in this house. The only way she is at threat is if Sapphire wins. And then one of those girls call, like Casey calls her out or Tori calls her out. But from what we know from them, they'll call out Big T first. Yep. They'll call out Nani first, even though Casey won't. But even though they say they'll call out people that they know they can beat in most things. So that's I just she's pretty safe right now for a person that is consistently on the wrong team. Now, someone who's not safe is going to be Corey. Mm-hmm. who gets voted in during nominations. Now, this nomination was actually one of the bright spots of the episode. You got CT making his case about he doesn't want to be anybody's hitman, and, you know, he's been doing good with keeping pretty much the house cohesive. And I love how Amanda just called it out. Like, you're just afraid to go into elimination. Stop being Ashley. Ashley said that. Does, does Ashley. Ashley, yes, yes, Ashley. Uh, she hit that one right on the nose. But for the most part, unless CT is getting voted down there, and most of the... Sapphire is fucking shook of putting CT down there. Because if he wins, which there is a very solid chance that he will, he will be going right to Team Emerald. And actually, that's not the worst thing in the world. Because if he does, he would probably just take Emmanuel's spot. And then that team becomes even a bigger behemoth than what it is. I don't know why they don't do these things. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? 
Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. Team Ember well, is is, is mind boggling. Because Tori's Tori's hooking up with Emmanuel, so she doesn't want Emmanuel gone. So she's got to protect him at all costs. And yeah. Casey wants to. And Casey and Nani want to protect Josh at all costs. And Devin, I don't know who's protecting Devin. He's, um, he's just riding it out right <laughs> in the middle. Because like he's friends with he's friends with Tori, he's friends with Josh, but like he's nobody's number one on that team. No, but he probably has some backup with Kyle a little bit, and, yeah. and him and Corey have history. But so he, so which we see here after the nomination, exactly. We see Corey just go right at Devin, as if Devin facilitated that whole thing. And and Devin and I actually, and even though Devin is full of shit a good amount of time, I actually believe him a little bit. That like, dude, I wasn't the one gunning from you, but Josh wanted to keep somebody safe. And really, when you break it down, Josh has the power. Josh is great with Nani. He's great with Casey. He has Logan protecting him. He wants to protect the people who's going to protect him in the long run. It makes I 100% sense. believe that the reason there's a vet alliance is because of Devin. Oh, I would it's, actually it, see that. Devin oh, yeah. set up this whole thing. And the reason why I say I can, I can say that confidently is because he went and is teaming with Big Brother veterans. So, like, if he's squashing with people he doesn't want to work with, he set this whole thing up. So for Corey to go at him, that makes no sense because I 100% believe Devin wants to get out Logan and Emmanuel before he wants to get out of vet. He does. I believe that too. Well, I mean, 100%. he went after he went after Devin and Josh pretty equally, I think. I think he, what he was trying to tell Devin is, you fucked me, I'm going to fuck you. Trust that. That's what he no, basically De- said. Devin called it out right. He's like, you're going to make threats, you do it before the vote. Yeah. Not after. He fucked up on his... Uh, his uh what is it like his his strategy and his uh yeah. and, and, and <laughs> the thing with Corey in eliminations is Corey's no slouch in eliminations but he's suspecting them so he may not be a problem and he's a strong guy i mean up until this season he hadn't been eliminated in eliminations since vendettas i was going to say 31. he's got a pretty and decent the, well, the, yeah. the long tracker, but the only reason he got eliminated is because he had to play a sport he'd never played before. Soccer? That's <laughs> fire yeah, soccer. That's, but that's it. But that's the only thing, though, because like if, if that would have been any other elimination, then it's it's like it, he could actually do something. But he had no idea how to kick a ball. Like you can't. I don't fault him for that. But yeah. Yeah. And, and wasn't he blindfolded or some shit? too? No, so. no, no, no. The ball, the ball was on fire and they both kept missing. And Corey almost made it with Nelson and goal. And then what they did is they said, all right, whoever gets it, whoever can make it with no goalie wins. And Corey's ball fell short by like a couple a couple feet. Who was the one that Nelson's kept kicking it over? Someone kept, it was. They both did. They both were. Like, they were both terrible. They were overshooting. That is one of the most legendary, uh, embarrassing uh, elimination performances. I would have eliminated both those guys in like my first three kicks. Like they would have been like my first three (laughs) kicks. They would have been done, man. Most people would have, which is the funny part. But this is the magic of the challenge. And I haven't played soccer since I was nine. (laughs) Kicking a ball is not as easy as people think. It's a lot more difficult. It's not just running out there and kicking a ball. It's harder than you think. You know, it's all about angles. 
So, Corey has been compromised. He is going to down into elimination. And it's pretty easy to decide who he's going to call out. I mean, he already seems so offended that he's going in and Logan is still out and about. So, I definitely feel where he's coming from with this one. He comes down. He calls out Logan. They're going to play the game. The game is called Rope Burn. Now, we've seen something like this in the first... I think it was, I believe it was the first War of the Worlds. It looks like the yeah. one, the World of the Worlds 2. It looks like the same one with Josh and um, uh, Jordan. And you can tell by Josh's face, he's like, yeah, this shit looks familiar. He they actually got- said that. He said, this reminds me of my elimination with Jordan. And then they showed PTSD. Team Emerald. And then Tori went like this. Tori didn't move. She didn't flinch. Nothing. She didn't react. She kept as like straight a face as she could. It was like the least Tory thing she's ever done. Wait, wasn't that elimination right after that one that he proposed to her? Um, no, I, no, it was he a proposed more after one. he beat Theo. Oh, yeah. okay. I was, or I was like, Idris. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> it was after. It was. It was after. She it, had PTSD after one, too. But, <laughs> but yeah. it, this, I was telling, I was telling Becky earlier when you just disappeared. Um, Malik, because she kind of said the same thing. It's a little different though, because they had a lot of slack on that. Yes. Where this didn't have as much slack, but and, yeah. and I really feel like this one heard it. So, so the name of the game is called Rope Burn. They're both standing on these circular spheres with small fire ring about it, and they got a fifty foot heavy rope. You know, you know, one of those battle ropes that's mm. lit on fire for no fucking reason at all. It got it got it got blown out as fast as like a it's like a five year old birthday candle. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, and that guy had fun lighting it, though. I got to say, he was really I, I kind of liked the guy who was lighting everything because he made it real dramatic. And I was like, yeah, do right. that. And I, I get why they do stuff like that. But um, it's pretty much just a game of tug of war on top of the sphere. So it's balancing, it's strength, it's endurance. Pretty, pretty good elimination. I felt they were way too far away. I felt like we would have gotten one that was going to be a lot quicker, a lot more brutal. And I, I really felt like you might as well have brought back the second one. All of this extra stuff was unnecessary. You could have put them on a stump. Um, I do like the fact that it was simple. It was pretty good. And I was surprised at how it turned out. Uh, what was your guys' uh, biggest takeaways and some of your opinions on today's elimination, Rope Burn? Boring. Yet again, falling asleep with my eyes open. I literally was like, just wake me up when it's over. Because I just... Yay, it was on fire. There's <laughs> the only thing that was like in semi-interesting about it. And you didn't take solace and 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 the uh balancing ability and the strength and the mind games that come with trying to get this rope out of somebody's hand? No. It was boring. No, fuck that. I think it was just <laughs> visually boring. I think that's the problem. You know what's crazy is like we all just skipped over this. They just did this elimination on all stars. I don't know why we all just skipped over this. Like they just did it on all stars. Did they? Yeah. They? Yeah, so yeah. Which are you sure? Yeah, with uh, with Katie. Katie was on it, and yeah. Yep, they did. And oh, Latarian, and shit. yeah. I don't it wasn't know no that. fire, though. It wasn't no and fire. And were they on balls, too? And that's what we didn't remember. They were on small bricks. So, like, both both their feet couldn't, like, fully fit on it, but they kind of could. Mark was in it. He did it, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. But, um... uh here's I'm trying to think of what the problem I have with this. A couple of things I have a problem with. Um, a, if you get to call out somebody into elimination, you should get to know exactly what the elimination is. 
Otherwise, don't let people because like because because realistically, he called out Logan because he thought he could outmuscle him. But then it's a balancing game. That's not fair. That's the whole point of him calling somebody out. It's because you think you can beat them in what you think you see. Other like that, that's like realistic. I mean, think about it. Otherwise, we would never have like Fessy going down into Hall Brawl. Like they've got to know what it is. Otherwise, it just that element kind of makes me mad. Um, the whole being on the ball thing, yeah, they were probably a little too far away. Um, I really don't know how you could have made this better, uh, except for uh, making them hold two ropes. I think that's the only way it could have been a little bit better, um, because then we would see less just like of them just like twirling the rope in the same direction, <laughs> and it would have been harder to see no, how it went. Yeah. Double Dutch. There we go. Yeah, but and, and I, I do think they should have been closer um, as yeah. well. There's not a whole lot to make it better. And God, you know, I hate. They did it. They did it better with Jordan and Josh. That was that was the best way. But but check this out. And and I hate to say it, but one of the things that made it so interesting to watch between Jordan and Josh was Jordan. Jordan made it interesting. He um he bought his commentary was great. Mm -hmm. He bought in the whole mind games. He he made it all about the mind games. You wasn't even thinking about. I mean. I was very hand. involved when it was Jordan yeah, versus so, Josh. Yeah. He, he, and, he and it, it dominance and mastery over that elimination made it so interesting. And then you take somebody like that and then you put in, you know, Corey and Logan and two of really the least this. interesting people. Fun fact that Jordan versus Josh elimination actually made our top twenty eliminations of all time. You can check that here on YouTube. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's on. It's on. It's on. It's on part one. Absolutely, of- check out <laughs> YouTube.lwcpodcast.com. Fun fact. Um, he, one more thing. the The problem with this elimination is that it's tug of war, and tug of war is never that entertaining, except for that one elimination we said. Um, and Squid Games. So that's like the only way like you can make tug of war entertaining. So somebody Real, will die being, at the end. It, of it. Being, no, it I'm just be, saying like the whole like everybody do this and everybody like otherwise well, you know tug what? of war is boring. But if you get a whole bunch of people, it could be interesting. It's only interesting if you have somebody that's like a good character, like on on Gauntlet Three when it was like the rookies versus the vets. It was right. only interesting because like Evan is like making jokes and everything, and like <laughs> CT's like in the back, and like Big Easy's just like an anchor. Like let's go. Otherwise, it's not really that entertaining. There, you look at it and you're like, oh, the big guy's gonna win, but then they put him on balance and they go, hey, now the little guy's gonna win because it's all about balance. Like, I don't know. Uh, well. I can tell as you, Logan's getting, getting fair, on my, Logan's getting on my nerves. Well, as it turns out, Logan beats out Corey, skunked him to Price. nothing. I, w- I was surprised too. I would have thought Corey would have had it in the bag, mainly because, dude, you've seen this elimination before. You got the muscles. Uh, you're pretty decent when it comes to balancing and shit. Yeah, you're kind of a meatball, but I was surprised that, Rog- that Logan was able to come away with this win. Uh, did Logan uh, skunking Corey in today's elimination surprise you guys? Not really. No. 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 Not not in this elimination. No, it's because because it was on like a sphere. It was like too much. Like if it was on like a square, if it was like a square, like a flat standing board, and he beat right. Corey, I'd have been more impressed. Yeah. But like, I mean, like one step, and you could slip off yourself, and it's it had, they could have done nothing. You could have just pulled too much, and then your right leg goes, and now you're screwed. Like that's all. So I mean, I you know. saw it's that not, almost yeah. happen to Corey the first time where he fell on his ass because he 
he messed up his footing. He was he was yeah. moving a little bit, and then all of a sudden he was like about to fall off the ball. And even Logan didn't even take advantage of that. Not smart. Yeah, but I mean, but- like, like Logan's Logan's from Survivor. People from Survivor, if they are on like Survivor for a while, like Emmy's right or is right. Like good contestants on Survivor are really good at these types of things that involve multiple aspects at a time. They're fantastic at them. Yep. I mean, I, I got to give it to Logan. He was able to beat out Corey, somebody who has run many finals. And uh, Josh said he ranks like I don't I don't I didn't really know. He what ranks that in meant. the top three when there's only three bots. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know what the fuck he's oh, talking I didn't about. Ca- I didn't catch that because I was watching it's, it. Watching it's it okay. Late. You've missed nothing. So <laughs> I, I looked at Logan it sideways when he said that, too. I was like, of course he ranks in the top three because there's only usually three guys going into. The... I'm just not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the most surprising thing is Logan gets to win. And he says something about, oh, I can't go to Ruby because somebody from that team went against me. I go to Sapphire, took Cal spot. Fucking ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous on all counts. The fact that Team Sapphire is still in place, it's mind-boggling. How has nobody infiltrated this team yet? They're winning every single time. Oh, You're Emerald, still going you mean, to right? Other teams. You said Sapphire. Yeah. Well, he went to Sapphire... But why he didn't go to Emerald, it makes no sense. Stupid. This is some of the stupidest fucking gameplay that I can think of. What do, well, Emerald's what you never going to vote him in. Yeah, but you want to go onto a winning team. But the thing is, he's never going to get voted uh, in, but, but he's going to get if, called out. If you're out. safe on another team. He, do you think he's not going to get called out every single time? I was Maybe like, go to Emerald. He's two, he's two, hopefully he's he'll two be in all eliminations. He's but pretty still, good yet again, he's won a couple, on third. He's won a couple dailies. The more you go but, in the less likely you are yes. to win. Which some people commented below on, on our last podcast and they kind of gave us um, a couple some different more people, people that yeah. went into multiple. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I, I didn't like, see oh. that. I got to check that out. That's, that's dope. But at the same time, if, if, if it's me on that show and I got to pick between Kyle, Nelson, CT, and Logan, <laughs> I'm, I'm going Logan every time. Every that's time. an easy pick. That's an easy pick. You may be safe from Emerald, but you're not safe from everybody else. And and looking at, at the people that are left that he's going to go against, he's going to have a really rough go. You, you know what I think? I think that Emerald is going to end up losing one on the guy's day and they'll, they'll ask for Logan in. If they lose, one of if it's anybody but Josh, we'll call Logan in. Yeah. Right? Well, next episode, who, who next episode is kind of... Devin will probably call out if it's not physical Nelson. Well, it's He's it's a girl's next his... episode. No, but yeah, but um, he'll probably call out Nelson, um, or like Emmanuel, I think. Well, you know what? We're also overdue for a double elimination or a purge, so I wouldn't be surprised to see one any any day now. Well, we're not balanced though. We're unbalanced now because we had a guys, so we have to have right. Yeah, we have a girls, but is it four uh, four six? So we're at fourteen people. It's four four. Uh, Six, yeah. Six. You're right. So, oh, okay. So they could do a double elimination. Get us down to six people. Mm. Maybe they should just do it. Maybe they should just do two Royal Rumbles. You know, first person eliminated over the top rope. You're out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Poor Big T. Well, (laughs) that's going to go ahead and do it for us. Next week, it does look like it's going to be exciting. 
Thank you guys so much for hanging out and kicking it with us. Make sure you catch us on YouTube at youtube.lwcpodcast.com. Also, make sure you cop all of your LWC podcast gear from shop.lwcpodcast.com. Make sure you check us out on our website at lwcpodcast.com. Dude, I think we maybe need to get like another URL or something. It's a lot of lwcpodcast.com. Check us out on Spotify, um, Google, um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, um, iHeartRadio, Spreaker. We're everywhere. Uh, wherever your favorite podcast app, can't believe I fucked that up. Where your favorite podcast app, Love Word Challenges. Um, make sure you check us out at youtube.lwcpodcast.com. This episode should be up there first. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at lwcpodcast.com. That's the same for Facebook at facebook.com slash lwcpodcast. And make sure you check us out on TikTok at Love Word Challenges. Did I miss anything, guys? I think we are good. I think we are good. Thank you guys so much for listening, spending time with us. That's going to do it for us. Once again, I am MTV Malik. He is Tyler at Lord Louder. She is Becky at Gift Master Bex. This is Love War Challenges. Good night.